0: Hashtag Glossika challenge. I wanted to give Glossika a try. The serious language owl has always been there and I wanted to compare it to things like Speakly and to Duolingo. When I
1: learned that it largely focuses on listening, I decided it would fit in perfectly with the month's goals
2: that I already had. nervous but excited. It feels like a daunting situation, but at the same time, a lot of fun and I could learn a lot of things. I will learn a lot of things.
3: I thought this is a good way to kick my Greek in the butt
4: and then advance. So I would like to use it for a bit to see what effect Blossica has on my skills in a language that is new for me versus a language that I can already understand quite a lot.
5: Welcome aboard on my front podcast. This episode is all about the learners who are going through this Blossica challenge. Enjoy the ride. Could you describe to our listeners what glossy yeah, is? Yeah, the
3: easiest way to explain, I think, is like flashcards, but with sentences and with audio. So you have a system where you choose how many new sentences you want every time you use a system, like, for example, 25 a day. And then they repeat them, I think, five times. And then after those five times, they end up in your deck. Of sentences and then they get in the, the sentences you have to review the following days and weeks. So it's a bit like flashcards with sentences, which is way more interesting because you have a bit of context and you have the audio also. So you can also record your own voice to check if it's similar to what the other person is saying. Challenge.
6: Hi, my name is Christina. I'm from Germany and I'm doing the Glossika Challenge with Turkish because a few weeks ago, I went to a used bookshop and I found a textbook that's called Essentials of Modern Turkish. It's ancient, it's from beginning 1960, and it focuses on grammar. doesn't teach many words, so I thought I'd combine it with the Glossica challenge because Glossica seems to teach words, most of all. Let's see how far I can get in one month with my textbook for grammar and Glossica for words. Let's have fun. Hi,
2: I'm Victoria. I am born and raised in Los Angeles, California, and I am learning Spanish with the Glossica Challenge. I've been learning Spanish for about three months now, so this is a really good place to get my pronunciation and my speaking skills and my listening skills better under control. And I think Glossica can play a great role in that. So I'm really excited to be part of this challenge. Um, I'm a couple days in, and I think I'm relatively on track. I'm coming up on, I think I'm up just over 400 reps. So I got to get 3,000. I got 27 days. I think I got this.
0: Hey, I'm Elise Cuts. I write a language blog called Monoglot Anxiety, and I hang out on language Twitter. Probably a bit too much. Hashtag Challenge. I'm doing the challenge for Italian, and I signed up for two reasons. First... I wanted to give Glossica a try. The serious language owl has always been there and I wanted to compare it to things like Speakly and to Duolingo, which I've used before. And the challenge seems like a good way to give it a try for more than just a week. And it's hard to tell if something really works in just a week, so I think a month is a much better trial period. Um, second, I think the challenge is a good way to keep my Italian going in the background, even though I'm mostly focused on German right now.
5: Ci vediamo là. Per me va bene stato?
0: I moved to Austria pretty recently, and although I can speak German well, well enough to live my life in it without problems, I still want to get better, and German is obviously my primary focus right now, since I moved to Austria. Um, so doing a challenge like this seemed like a good way to make sure that I do at least a little bit of Italian every day.
5: Per favore, ci informi se ci sono nuovi sviluppi.
0: Um basically, I just don't want my brain to forget that Italian exists, even though I don't have that much time for it right now. I'm not too scared of the challenge or worried or anything, um, because I really, really do not care if I fail, <laughs> even if I fail publicly on the Internet. Um, my whole approach to language learning is so chaotic and confused, and I'm used to failing at stuff like this, and everything ends up working out at the end well anyways, so... Um, the only thing I'm a little worried about is making time for the challenge when I have a friend visiting in a few weeks, because I don't want to annoy her with Glossica reps. <laughs> um, anyways, I'm looking forward to seeing what everybody does with this on Twitter. I think it's a fun thing to do together as a language learning community.
3: Hey, my name is Kenny. I have a language account on Twitter. My nickname over there is Something Polyglot, because there's something polyglot about me. I speak multiple languages. And I decided to participate in the Glossika challenge. Um, And actually, I wanted to use my latest, my newest language, Greek. I have a very low level. I started over a year ago, but I'm still at A1 level. So I thought this is a good way to um, kick my Greek in the butt and then advance. But immediately after the first day, I noticed that it was too difficult. My level of Greek is too low, so I switched to my second best, uh, second worst level, better, uh, as we might call it, uh, Danish.
5: I'm going to walk. Yeah, go. Yeah, go.
3: And then I noticed, yeah, actually, my level, even I have a B1 level in Danish. That's that maybe is the perfect level to do this uh, challenge because even though some sentences are easy, but you can skip them if you want. Others uh, contain words I didn't know or words i had forgotten so it's uh, good to review some vocabulary some sentence structures are you enjoying it so um, even though i'm very busy i'm working i'm also working on a podcast at the same time i'm working full-time and the podcast so i don't have a lot of time but i've noticed in these first few days that i can do a lot in half an hour so i can do definitely 100 reps in uh, one day, if I spent half an hour on the challenge. And I think that's doable. But it will depend, obviously, on how difficult the sentences become. And it's something I will probably notice in the next few uh, days and maybe the next week. So we'll see how it goes.
4: Hey, Daniel. My name is Kuba, and I run a blog and a YouTube channel called Langatu. In the Glossika challenge, I am using Glossika for Turkish because this is my main language right now. And I really need to improve my listening skills and practice more complicated grammar structures. Uh, I want to use Glossika because it's more similar to apps like Clozemaster, which I like very much. I obviously don't expect it to do wonders, you know, because it's never going to be my main resource. But I like the idea of having Glossika for days when I don't have energy, for example, or time for proper style. And I just want to do a minimum amount of time. I am actually also considering using Glossika for another language, for a language that I can already understand a little bit, like Czech, for example, uh, because of my native language, Polish. So I would like to use it for a bit to see what effect Glossika has on my skills in a language that is new for me versus a language that I can already understand quite a lot. And I'm not going to aim for 3,000 repetitions, but I still want to give it a try and have fun.
1: My name is Heidi from Love, Joy, and Languages podcast, and I'm doing German in the Glossika October challenge. Now, before hearing about this challenge, I'd already decided to increase my listening for the month of October. I'd heard of Glossica before, but I'd never tried it. I didn't know anything about it, so I was really curious to see how it works. I took the placement test and that's provided on the website and it placed me in B2 low, which I know my speaking skills are not that high in German. It's a lot easier for me to understand much more than I can speak. So I did appreciate that I could override that and put myself in A2 high, which I think is more in line with my actual ability. Luckily, it also allows me to skip sentences that I already know that are too easy for me, so I feel like this is a good place for me to begin for filling in a lot of the gaps that I'm missing at this level. Something else I really like is that this website and app aren't gamified with all the bells and whistles, but I am a bit worried about getting bored because it's a lot of listening to sentences that don't necessarily connect to each other. I'm also really leery about adding new language resources to everything I already use. But again, since I had already wanted to focus on increasing the amount of content I listen to for 30 days or 31 days in October, I think this is worth a try. I'm really excited to come back in two weeks and give an update on my first real impressions of how I use the app.
3: I wanted to do Greek in my challenge, but that didn't go as I hoped it would go, because I had to change it after the first day. <clears throat> so after the first day, it became clear that it was too too difficult for me. The sentences, the easiest sentences, were too difficult. So I had to change language and then switch to a language where I have like a, <clears throat> I hope it'd be one level in, and I started from a a zero on on Glossika, and that was okay. Yeah, because s- you already need like the building stones. Uh, you, you need to have them ready. You cannot start from, from zero with Glossica unless maybe it's a language you're familiar with or is similar to the la- another language you speak. Yeah. So that's why I had to change after day one already.
6: Hello again. So halfway done. What you can hear in the background is my washing machine. Because actually I've been using Glossica in listening only mode listening to a few sentences while hanging the laundry, while folding the laundry, while sweeping the floors, and so on. And I don't know if I'm learning anything, I really don't, but it's fun so far.
1: Heidi here from Love, Joy and Languages podcast, giving my mid-month thoughts on the Glossica challenge. I'm on track to reach 3000 reps by the end of the month, but it's getting more difficult. Most days I learn new items and review old items, and those new items start adding up quickly. So some days I only review old items, but there are always so many. 100 reps a day is really a lot, so if I were to continue with Glossica, I would definitely switch to a much lower goal. With 100 reps a day, it can get very time-consuming as well. I have kept it on listen-only mode, which is convenient for listening while folding laundry or doing other housework, but I often feel my time would be better spent listening to a podcast or watching a TV show in my language, something that tells a full story. I've definitely gained vocabulary using the app, and those words are reinforced often through other content I consume, so I'm definitely getting something out of it. So I will complete the challenge, but I'll be interested to see what I think about it when I change to many fewer daily reps in the free period after.
2: Hi, Victoria here again. I am still working on Mexican Spanish. I have almost 1,700 reps, which is pretty much right in line with where I need to be. So hoping to finish out strong. The challenge has been... I mean, there have been challenges, don't get me wrong, but I feel like it's been a really good chance to practice not only thinking about how words sound and what the order might be, but also when I hear words, I try to think about how they might be spelled, and I think I'm getting better at predicting that. And also when I see words, thinking of how they might be pronounced. So I think this has really expanded my ability to process vocabulary and use it effectively and understand it better. Now, I did have some issues. There's one sentence I can really think of that screwed me up multiple times. it's some old houses were torn down to make room for a new housing development. The sentence in Spanish is Algunas casas viejas fueron demolidas para hacer espacio a unas viviendas. And for some reason, I struggled so much with that one when I was doing typing exercises. The word order just threw me off, and I forgot that we had algunas casas, so multiple, and they were fueron, so not, you know, fue. Um, And then, of course, para hacer espacio a unas viviendas, I struggled with remembering, I thought it was por, the first time, not para, so I have to keep reviewing that. And also unas, to be like some. So it's just, you know, it's about learning these tricks and strategies. But overall, I've been really happy with my experience so far. And I feel like it's been appropriately challenging, but also just challenging enough to make me feel like I'm really learning a lot. I hope I'm learning a lot. I do believe I am. And I'm glad I'm part of the Glasgow Challenge.
0: Hashtag Challenge.
5: On day 19, Kuba has sent me his uh, Twitter post and I'm going to read it out loud. I think I'm done. It's not like we have to announce it, but I'm wondering if anyone feels the same way. Doing this challenge is not sustainable anymore. I spend one hour on it daily. Don't do anything more than this because I'm tired and neglect my Persian. So good luck, Cuba, and I really appreciate it that you shared your thoughts about your participation and speaking about neglecting something else. So in my case, I also neglected my one-on-one online lessons that I used to do with my Italian teacher. Ciao a tutti, sono Marco e come solito sono qua per aiutarti a migliorare il tuo italiano. Mi puoi trovare anche su Italiano per stranieri con Marco. So I hope that I can regain my strength and probably after the challenge, I guess. Day 22, Daniel speaking. So if I take a look at my repetitions... Hmm, it begins to dawn on me because I am not even at 1,700 reps. The goal is 3,000 and my gut tells me that I'm not gonna make it. But I think that, yeah, hope dies last, right?
0: <laughs> Hashtag challenge.
5: I noted down one mm. sentence and mm-hmm. it went like, like this when was your last bowel movement <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> i think yeah what in in english there was a sentence in english I when mean, was your last bowel switched. movement
5: yeah yes because they explain it in english first yeah, in english and, and then, then in italian then they say quando ha avuto il suo ultimo mov- movimento intestinale <laughs> okay
3: this is <laughs> Yeah, this is something maybe at the doctor's or something you might hear, but I've never used that sentence, N- not in English and not in <laughs> Italian. W- when was your last bowel movement? Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Strange. I, I didn't have any of those sentences. That's more like Duolingo. They have a lot of strange sentences. But here, yeah, my level is lower probably. I'm, I'm at A2 and you're, this is a sentence from which level? From Italian? From b B2. B1.
5: B two, yeah. No, yes.
3: I have sentences like he is sleeping or he was sleeping. Do you like it? So basic uh, sentences. Yeah, I don't have strange sentences yet. If I ever get <laughs> to be two, I will let you know. But I imagine there's the same sentence in Danish as in uh, in English and Italian because I imagine they use the same sentences yes. for all.
0: Yes. I... Challenge.
5: About one week later, Kenny. His nickname is something polyglot on Twitter. He shared a tweet, and I'm gonna read it out loud. I quit, I give up, I stop. I think it is important to persist in language learning, try multiple times, but even so, it is important to realize when something is not working. This is not my cup of tea. It might be your cup though. Hashtag, hashtag #langtwitter. challenge, hashtag Thank you so much, Kenny.
1: Heidi here from Love, Joy & Languages podcast with my final thoughts on the Glossica challenge. I completed this challenge with just over 3,000 reps, but the last two weeks or so, more often than not, I completed the reps in a very disengaged way. As I said in the mid-month feedback, 100 reps a day, even on listen-only mode, are simply too many, even with a mixture of learning new items and reviewing old ones. So for me, this easily turned into a do reps for the sake of doing reps challenge instead of being interested and engaged. Something else that made completing this many reps every day challenging was the lack of diversity in the recorded voices. I can only speak for the German A2 level, but every single recording was of a male voice. And though they use native speaker recordings, they sound very monotone and robotic, which didn't entice me to want to engage with the app in a more useful way. In the end, I decided to complete the challenge, even if in the most passive way, because I want to try it out with many fewer reps per day and in other languages. Having to push through 100 a day, I don't feel like I got a reasonably subjective feel for the app. So I think after two weeks or so of using the free reward months for completing the challenge, I'll be able to better assess whether I would use it regularly or not. In the end, I'm glad I signed up for the challenge because I always enjoy trying out new apps and resources, but I would not do this challenge again in the future because I think the gains are not reasonably balanced with the time spent.
0: Hashtag Challenge.
2: Hi, it's Victoria again. I finished the Glasgow Challenge a couple days early with Mexican Spanish, and I'm really glad I did it. Like I said before, I have a better sense of words now. I can look at a word and think more clearly about how it might be pronounced, and I can hear a word and think more about how I might spell it. I think those typing exercises were so helpful. And I learned some interesting phrases too. Um, One that I really liked was which means stop complaining, and I find myself saying that like five times a day. I learned a few weird ones. One that I thought was kind of odd was Un escándalo involucrando una compañía petrolera es un escándalo de compañía petrolera which means a scandal involving an oil company is an oil company scandal. And it's like, maybe not the most useful sentence, but still an interesting one. I am glad I did it. I'm really excited to keep exploring with Glossica. I'm at the B2 high level now and I hope to keep progressing through the rest of the levels and finish it within the next couple months. And ultimately I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do next in terms of, I always have goals. I mean, I've been working really hard on Mango and trying to perfect my speaking and my pronunciation. And of course I do reading. I might end up doing something like the six week challenge, which I've seen on Reddit and Twitter. We'll see, either way, I'm not done studying Spanish, not by a long shot. And I have so much more I wanna learn. And I'm really looking forward to participating in something like this again with another language. I already speak French, so I'm thinking Italian will be next. We'll see. Thanks again. I really am grateful that you let me share my journey with you.
6: Hello again. I did it. Had some fun while well, the Glossika challenge. Learned some Turkish. For example, I can say now, I'm bored. So kill them. I can also say, I'm tired of eating the same food every day. Which is In fact, a bit harder than what I expected from beginner level. And I'm really glad I had my textbook because without the textbook, I would not have been able to make heads or tails of half the sentences on Glóssika, because Turkish is a grammar heavy language and Glóssika beginner level expects you to know future tense, present tense, habitual tense, like I always do something. So. It's really a bit difficult for a beginner. Glossica beginner level is not real beginner level. Anyway, I mainly listened to it while doing housework for the first three weeks. Then my husband got jealous of that Turkish voice I was listening to every day. And in fact, something happened that I never thought would happen. I ran out of housework. Like, I had everything done and still half an hour of Glossica left. So I slowed down towards the end. And now I think I'll be, I'll keep using it now, with my three three months, but less, less every day, not an hour a day, like quarter of an hour a day.
5: So what are my personal takeaways of this challenge? So first off, it's really important to to challenge yourself because this will bring you further and don't be afraid of, of failing. And also in the beginning, I was scared that nobody would want to participate in this podcast. And I would say that half the people that I contacted through Twitter gave a response and they wanted to participate. So for me, it's it's a, a success because I, I, I am because sometimes I am afraid of yeah of being rejected or something like that. And and this challenge and. The recording of this episode taught me quite a bit. Special thanks goes to Christina, Victoria, Elise Katz, Kenny, Kuba, Heidi, and Victoria. This episode of MyFluent Podcast does only exist thanks to you. And thank you very much for having trusted me and for your time. We all appreciated it that you were so open. another special thank goes to the washing machine. And of course to Scott Holmes. The track is called Upbeat Party. It's a great song. I feel nervous.
0: Daniel, you don't need to be nervous. The challenge is over. Are you enjoying it? Sarei Saresi.
5: Here's your coat. Ecco il tuo capotto. It's day 29. I am just coming back from my little run in the forest. And yeah, I was practicing while jogging. And I reached my goal, guys. I reached it. I can't believe it. I just passed the 3,000 repetitions.
0: I'm not too scared of the challenge or worried or anything because I really, really do not care if I fail, (laughs) even if I fail publicly on the internet. My whole approach to language learning is so chaotic and confused and I'm used to failing at stuff like this and everything ends up working out at the end well anyways.